0: She was like, you don't understand. In in Korea, aegyo is the act of, like, using cuteness to express things. And, and like, and a lot of K-idols are uh, expected to do aegyo because that's what the fans want from them. That's, you know. And that video is just aegyo from start to finish. And, the whole thing. It, and as I start to understand it and you read the lyrics, you start to, like, oh, like, they're, like, guardian angels who are telling this girl, don't worry about anything else. We got you because you are perfect. And I was just like, oh, if you take away the creepy dancing and the and the creepiness of like them being in the girl's room and stuff, this is really cute. This is really nice. And so it's actually like, okay, go one step further and think of it this way. This girl is imagining GOT7 is there because they're her idols. And, the, and to hear her idols tell her she's perfect, is the best thing in the world for her. And I went, that is the cutest damn thing I've ever heard. Because we love it. (laughs) Because we love it.
1: It's like so
0: amazing. And welcome. (laughs) Welcome to episode (laughs) two of the know-it-all, not-at-all, Korea podcast. If you don't know, we are three very unique individuals who love K-pop. We all have different stories, different levels of immersion to K-pop, and we are on episode two of our K-pop story, how we came into this. And if you didn't catch last episode, go check it out. Danny explained her journey and how she came into things, the rookie of the group, how she came into things. We talked about BTS. We talked about big hit. We talked about firsts. Not today. I'm gonna talk about my firsts. I'm gonna talk about my story. And we're gonna we're gonna release some things that a lot of people probably shouldn't know about us.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the joys of being on the internet. Yeah, let's unwrap this present. Let's get into it. Right. We,
0: we like baking. Anyway, um <laughs> so a lot. <laughs> so what we're gonna talk about today kind of pertains to the first. So I'm gonna start with my first introduction to K pop ever, all time, was in a car, which if you don't know, that's a great place to be introduced to K pop if someone's got a good system. Like isn't good it's a good, it's so a true. good place so to be. True. Introduced. And the song was One of a Kind by none other than G Dragon. <laughs> and my first reaction to it but also I just who introduced you to it? Well, Sachelle. I'm getting to that. (laughs) We're 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 assembling the Power Rangers, Danny. Don't not yet.
1: (laughs) She's over here, like no, get them all right. I'm painting a
0: picture. I'm painting a picture. (laughs) So the so I'm sitting in the car with Sachelle, now that everyone knows, and (laughs) G Dragon's one of kinds playing. And the thing that kind of got to me immediately was kind of like it reminds me of that Snoop Dogg song which is yeah yeah the name is is escaping me right now but it reminded me of that and I kind of liked it because at the time I was kind of struggling with music in general for those of you don't know I am a musician and I had a hard time with modern music because you know 2010 to 2020 there's there's, it was weird a lot of the popular music that was coming out in America a lot of the hip-hop was getting farther and farther away from the things that I loved about those genres. And then this song, One of a Kind, and I asked Sasha, when did it come out? Like, when is it come out? And she's like, I don't know, like 2013. I was like, who is this? This is so cool. And then the song starts and like, they actually gets into it. And I'm just like, dude, this dude can rap. Like, I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. So me and Sasha, Rolling down the street in Buffalo Me at in like 11 p.m. at night, yo, bumping K-pop loud as hell, and all these Williamsville people— for those of you who don't know, just think white people, suburb—and and they were not. <laughs> They were not down, and it just made me like it even more. They weren't down
2: in the classic Williamsville way, which is just crickets and like a friendly, (laughs) like a smile, like a frozen. "Eh." So
0: that's what you're into. Oh "Oh, that's what you do. (laughs) So so that was my first introduction, and I didn't really take too much from it, except for it reignited some passions of mine for Eastern Asian rap. I have been a big J rap fan for a long time, so I went into my J-rap, and I was showing songs to Sasha L and she was sending me good K-pop rappers and good K-pop, uh, well, K-rap rappers. And it just kind of culminated to this big event, right? So what ended up happening was Sasha L and me started hanging out a lot more, literally just because of this, like, and we were, we've been friends for a long time. It's not necessarily like we didn't hang out but like, it started, like started actually texting more and hanging out more all because of K-pop. We were literally just like, I was like, show me more. Show me more. <laughs> this isn't enough, show me more. So she's like, how about this? I'm free on Tuesday. Always Tuesday, by the way. Always Tuesday. <laughs> Always Tuesday. <laughs> she's like, I'm free on Tuesday. How about this? I'll come over, I'll bring a bottle of wine, we'll bake some cupcakes, and we'll listen to K-pop. And I was like, bet. So <laughs> literally, she shows up with white wine <laughs> I had a bottle of tequila. This is probably the worst mix of alcohol of all time, by the way.
1: <laughs> Ever. I, we Ever. It.
0: And then we just sat from 4 or 5 p.m. until
2: 11 a.m. 11
0: a.m. the next day, just cycling through all this K-pop and learning so much. And that was the first, the inaugural K-pop night.
1: Uh, I feel like uh, that night was the first time that I showed you music videos, like yes. K-pop music videos, yes. and that kind of like solidified the vibe. Because yes. at first you were just like listening to the music, and you were like, "This is dope. All right, yeah. cool." But then, like, you saw the videos, and you were like, "What? How much money do they put into? These?
0: How much like, money and how much like effort? Like, because you're, you're looking like so at so
1: much production value. You're looking at
0: the the obviously the the artist looking great." First of all, Americans so great. get your game up cuz them boys looking good, them girls looking good. Like you need to like <laughs> From like a makeup
2: standpoint, from like a fashion standpoint, right. like they're at the top of the game. Yeah.
0: Right. And then it just kind of solidified for me that everyone from the editor to the producers to the people who wrote the song to the people who are performing it gives everything. Everything yeah. they have
2: yeah to that, the performance those music videos turn into like an experience full blown
0: right and as a musician myself i where I live isn't exactly super into like the music scene here isn't super vibrant they're very very determined Buffalo New York is known for being stubbornly determined but uh
2: it's not known for being weird though right there's like a there's a niche pocket
0: right and the kind of music I've been making for the last four, five to eight. God, I'm old. I don't know. Long time. So many years. Has been kind of like rock and roll. I love funk music. I love soul music. I love music that just has passion. That just like has so much energy that you can feel it, whether it's sad or happy. I love feeling the energy. And that's why hip-hop, like, I I came into hip-hop a little late just because it's not what my parents listened to. It wasn't really around. But by the time I was in high school, I was fully – I just loved the hunger. I loved the the storytelling and the imagery and the artisanal like
2: the background genius.
0: instruments, right? Like even like the <laughs> in the background, like I appreciated it all and I loved it. And then it stopped going that way. I mean, there are rappers around that definitely are very emotional, uh, especially recently. Like you, you, my brother's been trying to get me into access like, and and Juice World and stuff like that. But it still, mm. to me, just lacked a certain amount of genuinity. Like, it lacked a certain amount of uh, love for the art itself. And then K-pop was just like, I was like, why? Why are these people so hungry? Like, holy crap. Like, every artist you check out is so hungry. And, like, the first artist so hard. that <laughs> caught my attention and really, like, I sunk my teeth into it and, and looked up everything they ever did and was Big Bang. Now we're gonna before we start discussing Big Bang, I'm gonna drop a disclaimer. This is before a lot of the allegations that I were against YG and the member Sungri. Yeah and honestly in all honesty, we are going to speak of this as if from that viewpoint. So I'm not here to shame Sungri, I'm not here to shame YG. I'm not here to talk mess about anyone. I'm just gonna tell you how I felt about it before all this stuff happened. And then obviously if you want to have a discussion about how we actually feel, drop comment let us know.
1: Yeah, but, we can talk about that too, but
0: not today. Not today, cuz today we're talking about the fact that these boys, these kings, man, like reshaped my whole like entertainment spectrum. I watched Fantastic <laughs> Baby for the first I actually no, no, no. Bang 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 was the first video you showed me from them. Yes. And I was just like dude, like this that drop that freaking the way that the, the video kind of like very colorful, very uh bright, very uh but also like a lot of contrast, has a lot of darkness in it. And then the skill level of what's happening on the screen is just like holy crap, man. Like how do more people not know about this? Like I asked Sasha I'm like, do people do people know about this? Like literally. Is this is it? And she's like, I don't know, man, but people are starting to come around, I guess. But I, I don't know. I, this Dude, like-
2: the like, dancers in that video were like super body diverse, like all different genders, all different body types. We're like, wait, what year did this come out? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah, like America's just catching up to this stuff. And it really surprised me that uh, a group like this could take where it seemed like American music kind of left off they like dropped it, right? They kind of like right. they wanted Instinct, to go do their own thing. Backstreet and listen, Boys. I ain't, I ain't talking. Sh- I like literally, they are doing their thing. We're doing our thing over here. It's just different. And yeah, they want to have a party. I want to talk about some deeper stuff. And it just to me really opened up for me with Bang Bang Bang. And then moving on to like all of Made that album in general. Then I started looking up the lyrics and starting trying to understand what they're saying. And then. Understanding that even like the most basic Korean pop songs have depth. And I'm just like
1: It's
2: like (laughs) what? Why does
0: this happen?
2: Like K-pop took the American standard of like the synchronized dance and like the matching outfits and like the the boyfriend kind of vibe, but they just took it to another level where the like actual dance moves that they're doing are not something you can just whip up together real quick at home.
0: We tried. And failed. Failed. And failed.
2: Uh, The message is yeah. I deep. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, no. I totally agree with you. And it's just, I. It's so fun to hear uh, this story because it's so different from my introduction to Big Bang. Because (laughs) so Big Bang debuted in what, like 2006? Yeah, I think so. The first time I heard them was 2000. 2009 nine, nine 2008 wow. 2009 with lies so <laughs> lies yeah. got me like <laughs> like I was like what is this music I love this like and then like I was just a big Bang fan for a long time I. yeah I was just I was just a fan of big Bang like I wasn't even listening to other k-pop I was just like right. okay I have big bang on all my playlists and then like the next thing is because at the time, oh, I was probably listening to, like, random alternative rock.
0: <laughs> right, yes, I feel that, <laughs> so, yes.
1: Yeah, around that time. So it was probably, like, A7X and Big Bang next to each other on the same MP3 right. list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back when we had MP3 players. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: yeah, I remember on my iPod, like, oh my God. yes. Oh, Shuffling through, and I was like, "Yeah, there's lies, haru haru." You know, like I had my heaven. I was listening to all the most the most random things from Big Bang, and I was loving it. So then, when Made came out, that's also that's when I really got back into K-pop. So Made came out, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like this is just so good.
0: Like I can't like
1: like it. It killed me. Two thousand yeah, yeah two thousand fifteen. That's when I got back into K pop. So I was always listening to Big Bang for years. Right. And then made happen, and I was like, oh, I need to explore <laughs> Lord, Lord, this Lord. genre some more. Who is Who oh.
0: Who is like the second group that you just like went from Big Bang to like to who?
1: On a large level, mm. got seven.
0: Ah Because they had
1: (laughs) they had just come out like a year right before.
0: I think 2014. Don't quote me on that, but I think
1: something something like that. But it was it was around then. So GOT7 was like my next big fandom where I was like, I love these boys, and then like it just moved on from there. Then it was just like a waterfall of k-pop where i was like oh exo exists and bts exists and and all the and all these other people and now we're in a whole tornado we
0: we refer to it as the k-hole which we we understand (laughs) there are connotations but what i mean is there is a a a spot in the k-pop field Whereas you start to explore, you step down a little hard and it gives and you fall endlessly into K-pop for- Down
1: the rabbit hole.
0: Forever. forever.
2: Yes. So essentially you find an entry point and you become obsessed. And then just when you think you're about to go back to music you were enjoying beforehand, you find something new to pull you right back in. Yeah. Yeah. That is essentially the K-hole. The K-hole. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. So after, yeah, after Big Bang, it was GOT7, but- Big Bang was it for me like ah uh. so good.
2: Made was a huge album for me as well because like after that first K-pop night after like sliding around in the back seat of your car just like hitting against the windows. I remember us Drive getting responsibly. getting to a bar in Williamsville and like opening all the doors and blasting the music and like our Williamsville friends are just like okay uh, and we were like on? turning
0: up. All the way From that,
2: from that point on to, I, I think Loser was like my entry point To that made album I really liked that song I really liked the melody of it mm. And then I would put that album on in the shower Like honestly dude The album every would day. finish And I would start it Restart. over every single <laughs> yeah. day And every I wouldn't really sick of it, it. Never.
1: That's,
0: that's rare Well to be fair uh, uh, to us They end with we like to party And it's just kind of like and you're like, okay, Wait, now what? we get to we have to do it again. <laughs> again, like why do we stop? But I think that made even today, even in uh, 2021 K-pop standards, which is a new world, like it's a completely different landscape because of this album. I will boldly say, but it really showed a side of K-pop that I fell in love with immediately, which is artists writing and producing their own songs and saying more than just. Having a bop or having a hit, like "Bang Bang Bang" is a fantastic song and it's an anthem, and I love it. But if you was like or "Last Dance," like the the spread, the oh like my the God. they spread out and they really let themselves be expressed through the album, and then I was like, wait, whoa, I need to find more people like this because, like, G Dragon, it cannot be understated how much he has inspired me as a person as well as. Like, all of the tastes that I had going forward, he's just, like, daddy K-pop to me. I just GD. <laughs> GD.
1: All the love for that man.
0: All the love, man. Because All like, the love. Because, dude, K-pop, a lot of Americans don't understand this that I talk to about K-pop, is you don't understand how how scary it is to be in a country that has very strict and very rigid moral code and, and, and standards. And then right. to, to say to all of that, like, cause from a very young age, he was very young when he started training and started trying to become a musician, like, it was like, like a child, right. Yeah. To literally dedicate, like to, to people around him in Korea, like, that's like, could have been a doctor and you decide to do this. Like, like that, that's just the, the vibe of it. So to like, come up in that kind of environment still. To this day, being you and like expressing yourself through your music in ways that Korea, a lot of Koreans before G Dragon blew up all over the world, uh, were very unaccepting of. They weren't, it wasn't, you know, bang, 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 you go to an older Korean gentleman, he might be like,
2: even to this day, <clears throat> like some of the fashion choices that G Dragon <laughs> was bold enough to make, where like one side of his hair, his whole bangs were oh. like down to the floor, that look like is iconic. I feel like. He was a front runner in the fashion game for a while. Oh, I remember he Josh. still
1: is. But, he still I is. mean, yeah. piece minus one is a thing. And yeah. he's over here painting Nikes and making them better and making bank doing it. <laughs> yeah, he's bank.
2: been trailblazing, like, with his style, <laughs> with his music for a long time in an environment that was right. very restrictive. So it's, like, even more impressive.
0: And just, like, honestly, once I fell into that hole of, big bang and k-pop nights were more frequent because uh, tuesdays became different every tuesday <laughs> it became very different after that every tuesday yeah. it was
1: tequila cupcakes and k-pop didn't like, did make- matter
2: <laughs> if there was work to do the next day or groceries to pick up we were staying up till well you guys are staying up till like 11 in mm, the morning yeah, or noon just
0: just discovering and, and exploring yes and then also do you remember go ahead
2: the uh, the live performance that Big Bang did where it was Loser and then bay bay and then Bang Bang Bang? Yes. I do. Dude, yes. Dude, that was crazy. We would play that so many times in Jam Out because it starts with like this melodic kind of vibe. Tae Yang's amazing Ooh. vocals. Yes, of course. And then it just like slowly builds into this spectacular like dance and vibe. By the end of it, all of us are on the couch. Going, going off. off, and
0: that's kind <laughs> <Or> of, <laughs> that's kind of something I wanted to Every talk single about time on this podcast because I think obviously I know you guys understand because y'all my my homies, but I think people right. listening uh they might get to know us a little bit better through the fact that when we started watching K-pop live and we started understanding what an idol is, why why they call these artists idols, it's because there is this kind of ritualistic side of it where a lot of people do kind of worship these groups and whatnot and that scared me personally from k-pop at first before we got into it all but where it tipped for me was seeing the live performances and seeing these these rich ass dudes and let's not mince words by the time i saw them performing they were rich Right. That's fair. That's fair. They go yeah, making stage bank. <laughs> and just giving everything right. and, and just laying it on the ground, like cutting, cutting their to. own lungs out and putting them on the ground. They didn't
1: have to do they that. They didn't have to
0: do that. Yeah, We're over here.
1: They have been basically super famous for a decade already and they are still giving it their I'm, all at the time that you started seeing right. them. They had already been like, Everything top of the charts for for 10 years.
2: Forget that you're watching a music video in your living room and you're transported into this like experience.
0: Yes, that is a great way to explain like watching them perform live. And then that tipping point for me of like, dude, I can't believe like when they, when, when, when artists say they love their fans, and and, you know, I've been uh, accused of swearing. I've probably, at this point, since you guys have seen, told you guys I love you and I don't even know you. That is because <laughs> my, what I'm saying is I love people. I love the connection that we are going to make. And I will work as hard as I possibly can. I will give you guys everything I possibly can to entertain you and to and to learn from you and to grow with you. And American artists don't do that anymore. They don't, like it's it's so rare. To see an American artist who's just like not separating themselves from the rest of us and living on a, on a fantasy world far away. Like you start to understand like they do love their fans, not because I... they give them money, but because they realize the fundamental truth. They would not exist without their fans and they love what they do. So therefore they love you and they show it by showing up and freaking sweating their ventilator masks out behind the stage so they can breathe like damn man like that's that deserves love man that deserves love
1: yeah i'll say that in k-pop so one of one of the appealing things to me is that as a fan you do feel the appreciation a lot more than as a fan of any of many american or other western artists So they seem like, even though, you know, I don't know BTS personally, you know, I don't know Stray Kids personally, but like I can watch their V lives. I can like watch their, their random videos on YouTube and things like that. Like their fan events. Yes. Like when, when I'm watching those, like, I wish that, it was not a pandemic right now. And I could go to a fan event because they look like so much fun. And for hours, for all of those people, they are over here. They are giving like their best attitude. They're just like, yes, I will sign this. I'll smile with you. I'll do pictures. I'll do a cute thing if that's what you're asking for. You know, like, yes, I will kiss your baby. Oh God. And (laughs) And then
2: on top of that, like- Corona. They're super thoughtful uh, in regards to their fans. Like, I know BTS went on vacation and they filmed it so that their fans would have something to watch. We're going
0: on vacation, but and we're going to vlog the whole thing.
2: They had a yes. snow day, so everybody's out there in the snow. And one of the members, Jimin, he's like, uh, what should we do for ARMY to like let them know that we love them and we're thinking of them? I'm like, dude, what? So this man climbs a mountain and like runs with with V another member to make a big heart in the snow on a mountain and have it say like Army we love you that they were able to see from yeah. a helicopter that they flew overhead. I'm like, dude, yeah,
0: that, like, that kind that's of fan how appreciation you spend your vacation <laughs> <laughs> for for us basically, right?
1: <laughs> but I love that. But I love that, and I don't see that. Like, I mean, if American artists start doing that, I might also fall in love with some American artists.
0: Right. You know. Because you like, actually get to know them. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. We, like, yes, we don't know uh, G Dragon personally. We, we really don't. But we no, know what
1: I feel like
2: I
0: do. We know what he stands for because he tells us.
2: In a way that he's worked hard to be
0: genuine
2: and, like, translate how he really feels through his work.
0: That's not easy to do.
2: That's not easy to do when you have those big labels. Like, the entertainment companies in Korea can be very restrictive. So the fact that he's doing it even on top of this that is a perfect is segue. Crazy. This is
0: a perfect segue into a point that I want to make. And I'm putting myself out here on a limb. So please, uh, the Kia Not community, please forgive me for saying this. All the love. But if we're talking <laughs> about me getting into K-pop, then we also have to talk about how it took me a really long time to get into girl groups took me, I had to find the uh. right ones, right? We, let's talk about, like, we're talking about, like, all these male groups. We're talking about all these boy groups. Right. And talking about how genuine they are. And we're talking about this.
2: How hard they work.
0: We have to also talk about how the companies do control a lot of K-pop artists. And it's not possible for every artist to be as free as someone like BTS or uh, G-Dragon. Because they don't have the clout. They don't have the the, the so they have to do what they're told. To pay off their debt or to whatever make a name contract. for themselves so it was really hard for me to get into girl groups because they had that uh formula right of just
1: it, it had a cookie cutter feel it wasn't
0: very genuine it, like there, a lot of the the girls were doing because obviously it's getting k-pop's getting sexier and sexier thank you to jesse Hwasa, cl queens uh but it but there's like oh i uh, can't say queens you uh, like okay if i forgot to mention please don't crucify me but there are a lot uh, of queens <laughs> there are out there lot. that are that are pushing it forward uh you can see how uncomfortable uh, these girls are doing these moves or wearing the clothes that are, are revealing and because korea is a more modest society these girls were raised thinking like don't don't do this stuff and then now they're trying to you know become superstars and there are companies like do do this stuff and they're like oh, okay if i have to like that just because it's their job doesn't mean it makes it comfortable for them so like it was uncomfortable for me to watch because my first girl group experience was twice which is the most popular girl group in korea i don't know if it is that's the same right now but i'm pretty
1: point, sure that's still true right and
0: yeah it just it, i maybe because i'm american maybe because my culture is very different it just seemed very disingenuous it seemed very much for a point that was not what the point the girls wanted to make
2: yeah the the boy groups we had experienced up to that point were very emotional performances whereas the girl groups are kind of like hiding the emotions so that they can put out this image that they want and we didn't really connect with that
0: right and korea korea messes with it obviously (laughs) and then number one right but it just it didn't it didn't resonate with me now To be fair, I have rectified this. Right. There are girl groups out there that are are so much fun and so much and so genuine and so real.
2: Yeah, just because that's where the story started doesn't mean that's where it ended.
0: Right. But I just wanted to, we had to bring that up because obviously we're talking about all these boy groups and how influential and how amazing they are. And we're not talking about girl groups. That's not, it's not, we're not being prejudiced.
1: That's true. I also will say that uh, I also started out with a prejudice against girl groups. But I have a prejudice against girl musicians in general. For my, there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's just like like male artists are more appealing to me.
0: Right, it's just my thing. They actually caught me off guard because I'm the opposite of you. I personally, female American artists are my jam. And then moving into Korea, I was like, wait, I don't know if this. (laughs) You were like, why do I only like boys? What does this say about me? What does this (laughs)
1: say? I remember who is it? It was
2: Sachelle and Tom showing me that song by Blackpink. That's like do 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 do. What is it? Do do
0: do 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 do
2: And I just wasn't. <laughs> I just was not into it. I don't know why. But then when Sachelle showed me "Kill This Love," oh my God! There's this beginning. Is it a drum or there's like trumpets? And oh, they, yeah,
0: the the yeah, 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 trumpets. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, they, they, bum, There's ba, like this bum,
0: ba, dum, very, very yeah.
2: emotional beginning to that song that like I felt resonate within my whole soul. And if you aren't a bad B at that point, like for uh, two minutes, you become one. Okay, that song is
1: crazy. Right. It's like full That's of female true. confidence. But what I was going to say is uh, while... <laughs> I started out really not liking girl groups. And it's partially because girl like the girl groups that I had been exposed to were like the cutesy type. There right, was a lot same. of egg yo. So there was a lot of full-grown women acting like children. Yes. Looking looking like children. In
0: real shorts,
1: <laughs> for me, for me, it was it was a bit strange. Mm. But <laughs> coming into groups like Blackpink where women look like women. Thank you. Uh, you know, I got I started to like it, but even even still like there are some songs by Twice that are bops. You know, I really enjoy Momo Land. I really right. enjoy uh Red Velvet. Uh, so, I'm and a Red it depends. Fan. <laughs> yeah, like like I enjoy them now even though it's it's kind of the same, but I've I've become more accustomed to the aesthetic of agio. Right, where now I'm more comfortable with it as a person, and I can like take the music at face value instead of coming at it with my bias. So yes. I'm really I'm happy. Uh, like, but it
0: took years. It took years. Like, I mean, my K-pop like journey has only been two years long so far. But it took me a couple, like six, seven months to really like get into it. But I think as you become more acclimated with the culture of Korea and as you start to fall in love, not just with the music or the passion or the artists, but the culture they come from and you share the love that they share for the culture, it starts to change the music as a whole. It starts to change how you see these things as a whole. Mm. Like GOT7 is a great example because that was also my secondary group. I wonder why. Cause maybe my K-pop Nuna was the one that, like, here's Big Bang. Oh, you want more? Here's GOT7. <laughs> I literally did the same right. order. <laughs> and and where Aegyo started to make sense to me was the uh, Just Right video, because yeah, I, I love that video. <laughs> I did not the, the first time I watched it. I'm like, wait, like, what are you doing? What is happening in this video? Are they all like going for that little girl? Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> And then Sasha was like, "It's not. That. It's not. A, it's, it's not, not like that. that. It's not like that." And I'm just like, "It looks like that. It sounds like that." Uh, she's like, "It's meant to be empowering." Right. You, she, she was like, "You don't understand. In in Korea, aegyo is the act of like using cuteness to express things, and and like and a lot of K idols are, uh, expected to do aegyo because that's what the fans want from them. That's you know, and that video is just aegyo from start to finish, and." It, and as I start to understand it and you read the lyrics, you start to like, oh, like they're like guardian angels who are telling this girl, don't worry about anything else. We got you because you are perfect. And I was just like, oh, if you take away the creepy dancing and the, and the creepiness of like them being in the girl's room and stuff, this is really <laughs> cute. This is really nice. And so it's actually like, okay, go one step further and think of it this way. This girl is imagining Got7 is there because they're her idols. And, the, and to hear her idols tell her that she's perfect is the best thing in the world for her. And I went, that is the cutest damn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, really? Like, really? Like, they they made a whole concept video to tell little girls that listen to them because they know their fan base. Like, yeah. we got you. Like, despite, like, whatever, whatever anyone else says, we're still here. And to us, you're perfect. And I was just like, Wow, okay, this is not creepy at all. This is really cool. You take that lens, and you start looking at other girl groups, start looking at other things, and it starts changing the way it looks, start changing the way it sounds. My parents are still not into it. They're very, uh... fine too. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what's going on here?
2: And if you don't find uh, that whole, like, category of girl group to be your speed, then just keep looking, because there's always Mamamoo.
1: right 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 get it with hip i'm
2: just Um, saying those are four like amazing queens from like a vocal standpoint from like a challenging standpoint
0: performance writing message all four of them are my favorite people seriously yeah (laughs) who's your your mama moo bias yes yes (laughs) yes correct correct you are did you you say a name don't no, need to. Moo is my
1: Mamamoo bias.
2: They're not. Un- <laughs> They're not uncomfortable being sexy. They're not uncomfortable being flawed either. They're not uncomfortable. Are they write about it a lot. Gritty.
0: Yeah. Yes, they had their I latest love. song,
2: Dinga, is like I just want to relax and have a drink with my friends. Like a like, like a like a fish.
0: Uh. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. But their songs are just so catchy. So they have so much talent. Like when I saw them live, oh. Uh, and I wasn't even expecting it. Like I'm literally sorry.
2: I knew that, but it just hit me all over again yeah. that you
1: physically have seen I that. had
0: to hate you for a second. But, but I was I back that I time.
1: was less than ten feet away from Hwasa. Okay.
0: It makes me sad. <laughs> okay. But happy all at the same time. I don't know. How I, I
1: literally I literally <laughs> love them. And uh
0: I'm just, like, I'm jealous of my past self all over <laughs> again. The one that didn't have to deal with a global pandemic? And that's actually, right. Like, you brought that up earlier, and I kind of want to expand on that, just because this pandemic, like, should have been the end of K-pop. Realistically. In in America. Realistically, okay? It was because starting to
2: get its grounds. It was
0: starting to get its grounds. It was starting to get its hooks in. And then there, so many groups were planning American tours. It was about to take over. It
2: was start. It was gonna have good luck because of it, performing at big stages in big crowds, like Coachella. Right,
0: but then the pandemic. <laughs> oh, don't happened. even talk to me, Danny, about
1: Coachella. Yeah, we so not, mad. Speaking of Big oh, I'm Bang, I'm so mad. Ugh. Big Bang. Anyway,
0: uh, if you don't know <gasps> okay. Big Bang was gonna come back at Coachella, but then you know a pandemic happened. Kind of leading to what I'm saying is that in America, trends go shifted the like the wind. You know yep. what I mean? Like you guys remember That's the true. Ugandan Knuckles? Like Do you <laughs> Oh yeah. Dwayne. That was for so long. Do you know the you know, way? It felt like forever, <laughs> but it was actually like a couple months and it was gone. So right. like realistically K-pop the K-pop wave in America should have met its end kind of past. just just not not necessarily not its end of like nobody's going to listen to it anymore but it like They
2: had like a package and part of it, the package was big crowds. And it's going to
0: stop its growth. It's yeah. going to stop it from growing. However, against all odds. And because there's some very smart people working for these groups, they are continuing to grow and getting even bigger and getting even just because they, they realize, okay, the global pandemic is happening. And I think a lot of American artists just went, Oh, nothing we can do. (laughs)
2: Let's take up knitting. Let's yeah.
0: Like, Uh, you know, even in my own scene, you know, a lot of people got hurt because of the pandemic. They couldn't play out. They couldn't, you know, and I've always been kind of like, playing out at least on the on the underground level and if you live in a city that's not la new york austin or denver one of those you know it's kind of pointless just because i mean obviously i do it for myself i love performing you know but when the pandemic happened a lot of people were just like what's the the point of even doing anything and i was just like uh what do you mean there are literally millions of people sitting at home with nothing to do except for absorb content why? Why literally. are we literally put what, all your yeah.
1: stuff on the internet? Right, right. And what did K-pop do? Right. Put it all on the internet. I learned <laughs> live that. concerts
0: on the internet, bro. I learned that from <laughs> K-pop. I learned that from K-pop, and all my band members are like, "Why? Why are you listening to this?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm learning so much. The Korean language is beautiful. It's complex. It's we're gonna do an episode about how all of us are trying to learn and all of us are doing with that, but it it gives way to new melodies." Right. Like in English, when you're singing songs in English, there's a structure to how the melody goes because it fits the words. It fits, you know, it has to fit the words you're saying in the Korean language. And because they take a little bit of liberty with K-pop, you, the lyrics always like you could have a six syllable word, but you can say it in three somehow. Like you, you sing it in. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you, you have this, right. this. like It's like curse. It's like cursive of writing melodies it's like very it all connects and it's very beautiful and and to be a singer and listen to k-pop you start to really understand the complexities that they do with their melodies just from the language that they're singing in. and then they also throw english in there so that adds even more complexity and more layers so like i was just like bro there's so much i can learn as a writer as a singer as a creative artist and then on top of that their marketing teams are some of the best in the world. Their marketing teams are boss. Are I'm just saying, G.
1: Anyone in any kind of creative uh, career needs to take some tips from K pop because 100%. they know exactly how to market these groups.
0: Right. And they how, are so and how good to, at it. How to uh, get people excited for it, the kind of content that people want to see. They're very good at cornering those markets. And the thing is, like, I I did a a video for my band recently and they were like we need a lyric video and we need to make it in like a day. You know cuz that's how that's how it be sometimes. And I was just like okay, I can do that, but I'm going to do it my way. So what I need you to do is send me all of the videos that you have of us performing that song uh and send them to me. And he was like uh they're not usable like the audio is really bad or whatever. I'm like I don't I don't care about that. Just send it to me. So then what I did was I did a stage mix. I took all these shows and I cut them together and lined them up in different venues, different shows, different clothes, different lighting. And then I put the song over top of it and then put the lyrics to it. And they were like blown away. They were like, oh my God, why has no one thought of this before? This is so cool (laughs) to see all the venues in our city and to see us at each venue doing the same song is really cool. And I was like, I learned it from K-pop. And then they literally. got real quiet. They were literally like, mm, because horse. if you
1: watch, if you watch the live performances, the ones that are like made, like they're not like full live, but right. it's like a song being performed live, and you see that there are costume changes and like random set changes. You're like, oh, they totally changed the entire venue. This is a yes. totally different video that they spliced together and made look amazing. Yes, like. It's always so good. Plus, I really enjoy, honestly, the way like they do all kinds of things like um, like you can get like the one person cams Mm -hmm. for groups Mm -hmm. like they do. Like you can watch the full group or you could just literally watch your bias the whole time. If that's what you want
0: to do. These marketing campaigns are genius. They're literally just like if there's content out there we can make, we will make it. Like if there were some laws in place, I'm sure they'd be showing you like people sleeping and you know what I mean? Like. They go really far with this. And honestly, this is kind of a segue because we are talking to uh, uh, K-pop. The community out there is K-pop experienced people and also people who have no idea what K-pop is. So I would like to explain this part uh, just a little bit. We're not going to take up too much time on these people, but there is a dark side to it when it comes to sussings or or fans who...
2: Have such an extreme love.
0: You can't even call them fans. And you can't even they're call overzealous. It it's, stalkers. it's really just honestly, in my personal opinion, while both of you are correct in what they do, what I think their actual motive is, is they're just attention seekers. They're just people who want their 15 minutes and they think they're going to get it by following this person around everywhere they go and being in contact with them. And like there are actually people out there that think that if they stalk someone for two years that they're gonna turn around and marry that they're them. gonna start loving I'm them i'm just like i'm sitting here like bro what kind of stockholm syndrome shit is this but i think that's that is a part of k-pop because you have these idols and that's you know they are idols people do in a sense worship them and they are supposed to be pictures of uh i don't want to say cleanness because obviously i don't really agree with the way that they treat artists in korea but like they're supposed to they have a certain standard That they have to upkeep.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to be idealistic. Like, they're the ideal people.
0: Right. And when you take advantage of that to stalk them and to hurt them and to... And, you know, there are these people out there that... Like like one person in a group and and talk crap about his member his other members. So they
2: try and follow the other members and like catch them doing things that could get them in trouble with their label.
0: It really makes me upset. Like I'm getting really upset. So uh, that's
1: yeah, that's upsetting. Things like yeah, anything. That, honestly, if you are a person um, that's going to hurt someone that you're supposed to love's career social kind of group if you make them feel unsafe like being outside then you're not a fan you're not a fan and like that's not that's not the kind of love that these and people if, need if
0: you're rage unsigning uh, unfollowing us right now because you are a saseng good then that's okay there's yeah. no place Bye. for you here
2: can you imagine <laughs> yeah. the intensity of having people like that, and then also still being like a leader in music, a leader in like your arena, a leader in fashion, dude? Oh, as far as fashion goes, I think you and I both have had dramatic changes in our lives due to K-pop fashion, because for me personally, like I really admired the androgyny of mm. K-pop fashion, mm-hmm. um, from both sides, mm-hmm. like the way that men feel comfortable expressing themselves through more like feminine colors or through more feminine, like styling of their wardrobe. And it just kind of encouraged me to explore the duality, like putting out both feminine and masculine energy through your hair or through your clothes. Like that actually changed for me. And I don't think I would be doing it without K-pop. And I also like was able to encourage other people like uh, younger kids that I worked with um, at a restaurant who were getting made fun of for like uh like looking really fancy and like picking out really fashionable like feminine colored bow ties and I was like dude think about how they're dressing in k-pop and he was like oh yeah like dude these manly men are wearing full-blown leopard fur coats and looking masculine and wearing a red beret with it like beautiful you're fine he's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm like if anything you're like at the height of fashion right now he's like oh yeah it's such a positive thing to like be able to explore i want to have
1: that without them
0: i do think yeah i agree with you
1: no i was just gonna say i agree like fashion my fashion sense um hasn't really i mean it's morphed a bit because but i think that's just because i was growing up and listening to k-pop at the same (laughs) time so
0: (laughs) you're the only one of uh, us that had that experience
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean i would say my general aesthetic is more feminine maybe not today i'm just wearing a t-shirt today but (laughs) but you know i and i tend to um use more immature looks Mm. like like i'm wearing pigtails You know, right. full grown adult with pigtails. But that's also something I've always yeah, done. Yeah, you've done so that I, as
0: long as I've known you for like 12 going on 13 years. And you've always done that. Like Yeah, I just weird.
1: I mean, I think that's just my style. So right. I'm not I'm not sure how much of it came from K-pop and how much of it came from probably me watching a bunch of anime in yeah. middle school. <laughs>
0: Weaving out. <laughs> yeah. and that's actually stick around uh, for next episode if you made it this far, congrats but stick around for next episode, we're doing the final of the Get to Know Us series, and we're going to talk a little bit about the like us immersing ourselves into Eastern Asian culture, if that interests you, stick around but uh, for this episode I feel like we should just finish on how K-pop nights, bring that back up real quick, K-pop nights kind of shaped not only Our friendship but also like this this year
1: ah yes good point so so
0: uh, because you guys are just meeting us for the first time and this is the get to know you episodes uh our k-pop nights kind of turned into because me and sasha have been friends for a long time but i was best friends with her brother and she like dated someone that was in my band for a really long time so like we were always around each other we lived with each other for a point But when we started sharing this love of K-pop, and and nobody else here really does that, like there are very few people we know, at least in Buffalo or Western New York, that like K-pop. We started creating this bond of just like being aliens, like not feeling necessarily like we belong here, and liking things that aren't necessarily considered kosher in in. They're not status quo in Buffalo. No, not here. Not in this snowy, depressing place. But it just like, it really solidified for us, like us as a threesome, just having a good time, having really good conversations, having really good uh, ideas of where each other is at it, with the immersion into K-pop. and Experiencing like Experiencing like.
2: music that makes us emotional. Yes. And, and then that.
0: in June, I'm pretty sure it was June because it was a month earlier than it was supposed to be months earlier than it was supposed to be uh sachelle got accepted into one of the top schools in the country and for a freaking program that was very really good and now she's in well into this program uh but she got accepted in one of the top schools in the country and then moved very far away, <laughs> literally yeah. to the other side of the country.
2: I think we started doing K-pop nights maybe three weeks before you were physically No, it was, it
0: was like maybe we did like five. Oh, we that's right. We got like right. five in because remember she stayed at our house for like a full week before she left. That's true. Because I did, had... I
1: did just stay with you guys for a minute.
0: <laughs> because you know we we had just really started loving each other in in a way that we hadn't before. And then things, our relationship was going great. We knew she was leaving. But then when she got the call to leave two months early, uh, we were like, damn, man, like this is really getting into full swing. This is really getting into like, like we're all feeling really good about this friendship. So when she left, we made sure to stay in touch. Uh, we would Skype all the time and Zoom when that was a thing and, and whatever. And then uh, it kind of escalated to we wanted to go visit her. We missed her. And we were like, "Let's." Let's all hang out again. Like, this is ridiculous. Pre-pandemic, people. This is pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. barely, but pre-pandemic. And <clears throat> we went out to visit her. And at, through our visit, we were sitting and talking about our love of K-pop and like, you know, who we individually are becoming because of K-pop. And we were just like, yo, like, we should, we should do a podcast. And just, if not for anything, <laughs> Just to share this, like, this love and and to to hopefully, like, hear other people. Because, again, I know, like, no one. Danny knows one person that lives here that also listens to K-pop. I've gotten a couple people into it, but it's not the same as, like, finding another K-pop head, you know, and, like, oh, we vibe. So, like, maybe expanding this community a little bit. And then uh, we started then, like, literally, like, 2019 started planning this started going you know what let's do it let's do it let's talk let's about do a this podcast. if and we film <laughs> this
2: right now it would be a
0: podcast right so we, why we don't we for just seven start hours. filming these right and so then we started talking about what else like we're passionate about and that's how mixed edition our other podcast if you don't know now you know uh that's how that came about because uh obviously me and sasha are both mixed you know and this mix of culture kind of which we kind of actually had a deeper understanding of because of k-pop Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, think like that, I think that I think that both of our
1: podcasts are super related because it's yeah. all about just like not like it's all about experiencing other cultures and, and kind of like learning from it. And yeah.
0: Absorbing and loving and, and like appreciating. And appreciating. Right. Yeah.
1: Sharing that.
0: Sharing it. Yeah. So literally the K pop night is the reason we are sitting here in front of you. It's the reason we are all together like this. It's the reason we get to see our best friend once a week, at least. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Yeah, we had to come up with an excuse so we could see you more. (laughs) (laughs) But we are planning big things in the future as we're coming to the close of this episode. We are planning very big things in the future. Please stick around. This is just the beginning. We are going to expand. We are going to grow. Hopefully, me and Danny, we have plans. To move out to where Sasha is located and hopefully consolidate this and make it uh, even bigger and grow even better but until then thank you for joining us for episode two of Kiana I really hope thank that uh, you. you enjoyed it as much as we did this, <laughs> is <fun. laughs> this is fun we should record at one in the morning more often
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. yes <laughs> thank you so much for if you're here on episode two, you're one of the real ones, fam. Thank you for listening. One
2: of the OGs. One of the OGs. (laughs) And if you were so kind as to join us, please do us a favor and let us know what your experience was like. If you enjoyed sharing with us, like, you know, let us share with you as well. And if you're
0: listening on uh, Spotify or iTunes, please go check us out on YouTube for our video versions of the podcast. Because my lovely co hosts here often forget that you won't be able to see us. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, true. please go over to our YouTube channel at BuyoPro, that is B U Y E O P R O, on YouTube. And we do more stuff than just the podcast. Obviously, I think you'll like it. And if you are here with us on YouTube, mm. thank you. Please drop a comment, join the discussion. Thank you or like it so that you can get some more in your feed or ring the bell so we'll let you know whenever we drop a new video. But until then, Annyeong.
1: Annyeong. Annyeong.